Ignorant, we gon' bring that racket like it's Wimbledon. Discipline, but yet you find anyone equivalent. Ain't no podcast similar, now you won't find no synonyms. Be produced by Q Smith, sound like it's by Timberland. JB be in charge, EG set the bar. Cool be sipping water tree and Turk gon' lay the law. Jokes may go too far, but that's just who we are. Prolific, so gifted. Words that had your soul lifted. So consistent, yet so different. Ain't nobody copy that lane. Uh, carry that torch, heat up the game. Ain't nobody got that flame. Different, different. Man, this intro different. Man, this intro ignorant. God damn. <laughs> and what's good, ladies and gentlemen? You know what day it is, and you know what time it is. It's time for another edition, rendition, rendition, stippy edition of the one and only world famous D1 Ignite University podcast. Here's your host with the most eaten toasty and ghost, Jay Brown, coming to you semi-live from, again, an undisclosed location, because why, y'all know by now. Uh, to my left, we have my co-host. You know him from his show, but this is this is my show tonight. You know him by Mr. Play-by-Play from the one and only Play-by-Play analysis show. Um, it is now officially his time of year. So, ladies and gentlemen, can you give it up for the man, the myth, the legend himself with the cranium cover? Devin Ashby, Captain Scully, what's good? Yes, sir. What is good? It is officially that time of year above the Mason Dixon. Um, the temperatures are with seven or below sixty degrees for the foreseeable future. So that means it is Scully season. Below sixty? What what kind of sorcery? It's just October. It's nasty work. It's real nasty. It's it's disgusting. I hate it. Um but yeah, yeah, 60 and below, 60, 65 and below, uh, for pretty much this entire week and all the last week, too. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, we can't all be Texas, I, I, it does not compute. I mean, we're in fall right now, it's not in the 90s, was it the 70s? The high for this week is like 85. That is fall, damn it. I'm moving to Texas at some point. I don't care if y'all are full. I'm moving down there. I do not care. Scratch that. The high for this week is 88 on Thursday. But next week, the highest we're getting is 81. So, hey, that's progress. Progress. That's the kind of progress that Martin Luther King dreamed of. You know. You know. Also, shout out to Jasmine just because. I mean, no reason. Just because. You know, I got to make this joke. Because one of my comedian, one of my she a baddie. She knows she a ten. So even though you know, but yeah, and, you know, it happens. But it's um, been a minute since I told her that. I just wanted. To <laughs> so y'all know. Uh, did you hear that Tennessee is actually really, really hospitable? You know, like they're really friendly. The 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 state or the university? The state. Oh well, yeah. I, I heard you know Nashville is like Atlanta's white people or white yeah. people's Atlanta. If you don't believe me, how how familiar and you know how friendly they are, let's ask MLK. Hey, hey, don't 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 drop your phone when I say that. Don't don't drop your phone. Don't you? Uh, yeah, they're very hospitable. All right. Yeah, he was in a hospitable after. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, I got, I got to ask, I got to ask the people a question. This, this is the last thing before we really get into it. So, and I've asked you this question before. So, 
you know how, like, so back in the day, you know, we as African-Americans used to jump the broom. So I wonder, at what point did the broom say enough was enough and fight back? Fight back? Like, yo, how many times are you just going to get jumped over and over, just repeatedly getting jumped and, and not fight back, bro? Like, how many times are you going to be able to jump the broom and the broom not say enough is enough, you know? Bro. When were black people got were when were black people gonna say enough is enough? This broom has been jumped enough. Right. He can't even defend himself no more. Can't defend himself. I guess until they legally I think that's part of the reason they legally were able to obtain marriage is because enough brooms were getting jumped and they were just tired of the violence. If we if we being real, the brooms are really the discriminated people here. Right. They they've really been subjugated to this world. Brooms, we we stand with brooms. We stand with brooms. Uh, broom solidarity here, because they can't stand for themselves. They 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 cannot unless you prop them up against a refrigerator or something. But yeah, I mean, you know, if you need a, someone else's assistance, are you really standing? Well, technically, yes, you can stand on your own two feet with assistance. True, true. Just not a whole lot of it, but yes. It's something. But anyway, you got you got to start somewhere. Including of starting somewhere, this show should start somewhere, huh? What what we typically do. So, we've had another interesting week of NFL football. We are going into what is week 6. So, that means week 5 was behind us. And the game of the week, the game that everybody wanted to see was the Dallas Cowboys basically get curb stomped by the San Francisco 49ers. And to that, I will start off with saying, that's how a white man runs a football. I'm going to tell you, the 49ers represent the, San, the, 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 the Bay Area pretty well. I mean, it's, it's heavily gentrified. I mean, in a league where most of the superstars are black, every – Superstar on the 49ers is a white man. You got a white running back. You got pass rush Limbaugh in, in Nick Bosa. You have Brock Purdy, the ultimate game manager, just has not lost the game since becoming a starter, lighting everybody up. He just literally is just giving the keys to a portion told not to crash it. I mean, <laughs> like, this is this shit is crazy. And then of course Kyle Shanahan, you know, the whitest of whites. He that's a that's a that's a white's white right there. When it's you're just like, hey, like, like Shanahan. Right, the 49ers are the biggest fear. We have not seen whiteness this dominant since the last Klan rally, bro. Like, this this shit, since the FBI swept through with co- we have not seen whiteness dominate black power of this level since COINTELPRO. Like, this, this shit here is disgusting. And that curve stuff, like you said, this was supposed to be the game of the, the season. This was supposed to be an NFC conference preview. Like, it's been a lot of bad football for the for the most part in the early part of this season. Everybody was looking forward to this game, and what did we get? An ass kicking, a good old fashioned ass kicking, a good old fashioned ass whooping, bro. Like yo, I did not expect that at all. And you missed one. We haven't seen white. We haven't seen a white man succeed like this since Larry Bird told a team, "Y'all gonna put the white guy on me." That was white on white violence, right? Imagine, that was white on white violence. Imagine another white man saying, you go let the white guy guard me. It's like, I don't know if I'm insulted or appreciated. We ain't, seen white, on viol- we ain't seen white on white violence like that since Russia and Ukraine. This shit here. Anyway, you you know. But um, we, we, we were saying before the season started 
that the NFC was nowhere near as deep as the AFC as a whole. You know, we know who, who the real superstars in the NFC really were. It's the Eagles who are five and zero. So no matter how they've looked, they haven't looked really great. But five and zero is five and zero. And the 49ers, well, we don't need to question if they are the dominant team, right? And they do play the Eagles later this season. Now, I don't know if they'll both be five and zero then. Oh, um, I highly doubt it. I mean, not five and zero, but like I don't know if they'll both be undefeated by then. At some point, Brock Purdy has to lose a game. Like at some point, they're going to. And you know what? NFL scripts never fail us. Usually, after a big ass whooping like this, they're due for a letdown game the following weekend. They are, but here's my question of the 49ers: How do you stop it? Because in all in all common sense in football life, you would say, "I'm gonna make Brock Purdy beat me." I'm going to make Brock Purdy show me that he's more than a game manager. See, that would work, except you have arguably the best offensive line in football where they can just line up and say, Brock Purdy doesn't have to beat you. We can hand the ball off to the white man and he can beat you. And you just got to sit there. Well, Trent Williams needs to get way more respect as one of the top five football players in the the NFL. He is one of the best football players in the NFL, regardless of position. Trent Williams is terrifying. That man is a terrifying human being. He essentially took Micah Parsons out of the game. <laughs> like, lock this shit up. Bro, he is one He is one ring away from being the greatest left tackle of his generation. Larry Allen? Like, I, I, lo- I love Tyron. No, of his generation. Oh, generation. Like, of all time, it's probably Larry Allen. Yeah, no, of all time, it's, clear, it's, by, it's by far Larry Allen. But no, of his generation. Um, oh, Above Tyron. Yeah. It's him and Tyron Smith, but I, I feel like I've always, and maybe it's just because he played for Washington, but I've always felt like he's better than Tyron Smith. Um, just... He's more athletic than Tyron Smith, but what's, yeah, way more athletic. what's taking away from Tyron Smith's uh, legacy is simply he's been hurt. I couldn't tell you the last time he played 10 games. Yeah. Now, Trent had issues with like suspensions and getting hurt as well, but not nearly to the level of Tyron Smith. But that was, but that was, his time in Washington, which was how long ago? Six years ago? Seven years ago? Damn, it's been that long too. Yeah, and that was early in his career. That was like real yeah, that early. Was early in his career. And this is Tyron kind of late in his career, but he still hasn't he still hasn't played much over the last five years. Trent is a and this is the thing I didn't realize he's a ten time Pro Bowler. Like <laughs> that man is a lock for the Hall of Fame. He's a lock for the Pro Bowl. I believe three-time All-Pro, two-time All-Pro, somewhere around there. Yeah, two-time All-Pro, both of which were in the night because the Washington teams were never good enough for him to make All-Pro. Um, but, yeah, two two or three-time All-Pro just with the Niners. So if he gets a Super Bowl ring this year, which I believe they will, he's a lock for the Hall of Fame. But we say all that to say, like you said, what? how do you beat them? I feel like Philly showed us. You just got to knock the hell out the quarterback. That's <laughs> like, you know, you just, you just got to hope that he tears a ligament in his arm, and you got to play. You got to make him go down to their emergency quarterback. Emergency quarterback, because at this point, I don't know what else you can do. Because I, I don't. I thought dominant D line would be the answer because Dallas has that, and all we like you said, Trent Williams basically said enough of this shit. <laughs> he just, just Michael Parsons might not, might as well not even have been on the field that night. Like you don't get to play football today. You're not playing football today. Like I know you suited up, but you're not playing. And then if you want to sit, you can't you can't let that rushing game kill you. 
Brock Purdy will dink and dunk you all game. Debo is an extra running back, and not that's not to mention you can't disrespect Brandon Ayuk, who has arguably become a better receiver than Debo. I don't think he's a better football Debo, player. See, Debo is weird because Debo is so interesting to me because it's like he, he's not a pure receiver, but he's one of the best weapons in football with the ball in his hands. Like, you give him the ball, like – it's a lot of yak with him. Like you catch the ball and he'll break like 15 tackles and get 25 yards on like what should be a six yard completion. And and that's what I mean. I don't think Brandon Ayuk is a better football player than, than Debo, but he's a better, but he's a better pure receiver. Yeah. Just, then, just like there's a lot of guys I think are better pure receivers than Tyreek Hill. Ain't too many better football players than Tyreek Hill. Ain't nobody damn sure ain't nobody faster, except for like maybe his own teammates. He did say there's one dude on the practice squad who's like, hey, he ain't far off. Right. And I'm going to tell you something else about the 49ers. The 49ers are an NFL billionaire owner's dream. Absolutely. They, the, the, the same thing we saw with the, the, the Legion of Boom Seahawks. This is what happens when you don't have to pay a quarterback gobs of money and you can just be free. This is why, and I hate to bring your charges up, and I hate to bring the Bengals up too, but this is why people were like, yo, you have to win before that first contract is up. Like, you have to get a Super Bowl. The Bengals, for example, had to, they should have gotten that Super Bowl. They had two opportunities to get a Super Bowl before they had to pay Joe Burrow. And they got there one time and just couldn't finish. You know, but the, the 49ers are the example of that. Brock Purdy is not eligible for an extension for two more years. You've already paid Nick Bosa. You're probably going to pay Ayuk next year. You you signed Javon Hargrave to this ridiculous deal. You just brought in Randy Gregory, who you traded for, who's getting paid by Denver still. So those are the kind of moves you can make when you don't got to pay a quarterback. I, I, I agree with you. I said it last year. They're like, hey, this is kind of make or break because Justin going to get paid. And- Justin going to get paid. We would be dumb not to, and like, like he said, and he got paid already, and now and he, he got paid. paid. He hasn't kicked in, but he's already been paid. So, yeah. and we all seen the numbers. The odds of you winning a Super Bowl when your quarterback takes up forty percent or more, something like that, of your cap, it, it like decreases by half. Unless you're Patrick freaking Mahomes, and I don't know. <laughs> why, while we're speaking of Patrick Mahomes. I don't think I've seen any player in my lifetime do the stupid magic that he finds a way to do every week. It's nasty. It's just, we've seen little small versions of it. Like Tony Romo was like the white man's version of it. But even he wasn't. Michael Vick kind of sort of. But it, it no. Patrick Mahomes is – they would hang him for witchcraft if this were the 19 or the 1850s and, and we were playing football against. We didn't even got to go like that far. If this was the 1970s, he would be burned at the stake. Like right. this is not. He okay. would have crosses in front, burn crosses in front of his house. See, but what, what he's in Missouri. So what truly pisses me off about Patrick Mahomes specifically is the chiefs are not unbeatable. Like, like how we sat there for a few minutes and asked, how do you beat the 49ers? I have no idea. The Chiefs every week look like they can be beat by anybody. 
It's like, yeah, they're good, but sometimes we question, are the Chiefs great or is it just Patrick Mahomes who's great? And I think this year it's literally like, you know, it's just Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. This but, this Chiefs team this year is going to get beat early because they're not explosive enough. They don't have any weapons, and they rely way too much on the magic source, sorcery that Patrick Mahomes does every week. You cannot continue to win like that. Like, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I mean, as good as he is, they got to get that man some help. Travis see, Kelsey, 34 years old now. They got they got to get some they got to get some true I mean like obviously you know some of these younger guys got to pan out too it's not just on front office guys but like yeah is this does the does the well break this year finally about that is it's it's not you you can't win like this it's you shouldn't win like this you should yeah. somehow some way that it's like the LeBron rule. It's like, look, nobody at 39 should be that big, strong, and athletic. And then you look at LeBron doing shit for fun. You're like, bro, how? Why? And that's what it that's what it looks like watching the Chiefs win. They don't always win. Uh, they don't always make it look pretty. Patrick Mahomes is so good at that damn magic shit. The magic shit fucks them up sometimes. And he's like, all right, let me chill out. Like the Jets game when he threw three picks or whatever it was. We eat those three picks like, all right, let me chill out. Let me go act like, you know, let me go act like uh, Tom Brady for a second and not the Harlem Globetrotters of football. And my thing also with that is this would be the year you would think the Chiefs would be vulnerable. But, like, you look around the AFC, there's nobody that's really stepping up for me. Like, I mean, maybe the Dolphins, maybe the Bills. But, like, I don't know if I trust the Bills at all. And the, the Dolphins, I just still don't know yet because we haven't seen a healthy two in the playoffs yet, so I don't well, know. The Dolphins don't play any kind of defense. Any kind so of defense. They don't play any kind of defense. So, yes, offensively, they look historically great, but you gotta, you just got to wonder. And the Bills showed this, but we all know how inconsistent the Bills are. They can't fully be trusted. But the Dolphins learn, hey, anytime we run up, they've only run up against one team. But so far, when we run up against the one team that – actually plays defense hey Tua don't look special no more he looks good he looks okay but he doesn't look like he's dominating the league and then like, you... that's my thing what happens in the playoffs when people are actually able to put a real special unique game plan together to not necessarily stop Tyree Hill but at least corral him but at least slow it down and say Jalen Waddle is going to beat us today and Devin H if he's healthy because he's hurt right now if if he's healthy, so the Dolphins and then the one thing in fairness to that defense, Jalen Ramsey hasn't been healthy all year, so they they're, they're just him back. Yet, so that will help. But it's so, also that they're not necessarily running, stopping the run defense either. Right, right. So it's like it's gonna be a you, lot of shootouts. You're still getting you were you've been getting in shootouts basically against any team that's offensively competent. Like, yeah, you beat the Chargers. The Chargers still put up 34 points on you, meaning right. had they not chargered that week, you <laughs> lose the game. But, you know, right. you don't have to talk about the Chargers charger, and that's, you know, right. what I have to deal with. But I'm saying – I just I, I just feel for you being a Chargers fan, and then at least you had Texas up until this weekend. But, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, like what? Texas – at least I, I had can, to sneak it in. I just had to sneak it in. We're, we're, I can say this. 
if you look at all the top 10 teams, Texas is nine right now. Most of the top 10 guys still got to play each other. So Texas can definitely, if they handle business like they should, I was about to say. they can still sneak into B3 or 4. I said the, the two best teams in the country to me are Texas and Florida State. Like, fuck Georgia and fuck Michigan and them damn cupcake schedule they play. It's, uh, it's, no, it's, no one is afraid of that slow of Michigan. Big 10 football. His goddamn 1980s has football that they were playing over there. Texas run up against Michigan. They're going to treat them like they did Bama. Okay, you're big and strong, but we're more athletic than you, so now you've got to chase us around this field, and Bama couldn't do it. You're big and strong, but guess what? We're from Texas. (laughs) Nigga, that's all we are down here. Like, yo, big and strong, fuck out of here. And you know what? I'll, I'll show some humility today. Don't ever expect me to say shit like this again because it ain't going to happen again. Oh, you played a damn good game. Oh, you played a damn good game. They came out and hit Texas in the mouth. Texas thought shit was going to be sweet like last year, and it took right. them a, a, a quarter and a half to wake up. And, you know, it ain't. It don't take a genius to say, odds are if you lose the turnover battle, you're going to lose the game. Right. It's typically how it goes. But, you know, Different story for a different day. It's still hook more arms to still fuck them Sooners. Right. Scully, who do you think is the most overrated team in football? Like NFL, pro, college? NFL football. Oh, uh, the most overrated team? Um, Well, it can't be the Jets anymore. Uh, so I take them out, but uh, hmm. huh, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. I actually believed in Dallas up until this weekend, so I can't say them. Um, damn, I gotta say, I'm gonna go with the Eagles. I'm 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 gonna just I'm gonna be a hater and go with the Eagles because they gotta be the most. It, it, they're five and zero, oh, but like bro, they could easily be two and three, one three. and four easily. Like they have, yo, they didn't play great all year. Yeah, like week one, I get it because it's week one. You know, no preseason play. You know, you catch people sleep week one, whatever. Okay, that 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 game against Washington is a divisional game. Washington, like, people shouldn't have been surprised that it was tight because Washington beat them last year and they know them well. Like, they always play tough against them. But you still can't give up a 94 or 95-yard touchdown drive at the end of the game. That's just unexcusable. And yeah. then the 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 game this weekend against the Rams, like, like what's going on? <laughs> like, what are we doing? You Vikings, if the Vikings didn't just, you know, give the rock up like a crackhead in rehab, you know, like it it it, it could have won that game too. Kirk Cousins was just you get an interception, you get an interception. Everybody gets an interception today. Like Vikings are on a, an official tank for Caleb mode. Yeah. Now I, and I it's, it's gonna be beautiful to see. That beautiful purple number thirteen jersey with the throwback Viking stripes on it, throwing to number eighteen Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison 
that is just going to be a beautiful I am going to put an early order in for that jersey right now. Well, he, he going to have some tough competition trying to fend off the disaster that is the Bears. No, actually, no. You know who the real disaster is right now that 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 the Vikings are going to have to fend off? It's crazy. I never thought I'd see this day. But Bill Belichick's got to hang it up. It's it time. Bill Belichick to hang it's up. time to go. It is time to go. They are the worst. They have scored three points in two weeks. Damn. They lost thirty-eight nothing. No, they lost thirty-eight-three to Dallas. <laughs> then can follow it up the following week and lose thirty-four nothing to the Saints, bro. Like the Patriots ain't even trying, bro. Like, like they're not even. This is a professional football team, or at least it's supposed to be a professional football team, bro. Like this is nasty. This is horrible. And and this it all terrible. comes back to. I've been saying it for years. Stop trusting these Bama quarterbacks. Stop it. I mean, is this only this is the first one that's really got trusted. I mean, well, I guess Tua and Jalen, but Tua hasn't. Uh, Jalen claims uh, OU. He don't count. Yeah. And but Tua, Tua, Tua technically is the only one. Tua got to give me more than one full season, though. Right. So you um, know, just saying. Jury's still out on Bryce Young because that's a horrible situation in Carolina. He's a rookie. You know, we don't we we don't we don't put down rookies. We we right. only compare rookies to other rookies. Right. But yeah, no, no. The the Bears are a mess. The the Bears are a disaster, which makes it even more embarrassing that a certain football team in the fucking nation's capital had to come back here and not only did y'all lose the game, y'all got dusted, bro. 40 to 20 on national TV in front of the host. In, in front, front of, of the host. In front of Magic Johnson. You got Matthew Johnson talking shit about y'all on Twitter, bro. Like, this is embarrassing. This is the – I've seen a lot of embarrassing football as a Washington Commanders observer because I'm not really a fan anymore. Like, the, oh, man, this one isn't This one isn't as bad as, like, Monday Night Massacre. Like, it's not that bad. Well, it's no, it's pretty close. Actually, I'll take it back. It's, it's been some embarrassing losses. It's it's games like it's one thing. Look, the the Bears are a professional football team. At some point, they were going to be somebody. Like it, it, like you're not. It's very hard to go zero and seventeen, even though Carolina looks like they might do it. But once, nope, it, it's happened. It's happened once, and and there was an zero and sixteen team as well. So, you no, know, we've seen two zero and sixteen teams. So it's happened twice. So, it, it, but it's I'm, hard to do. We're not counting zero and seventeen because well, it, it hasn't been that long since we've had seventeen games. I believe this is. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Since seventeen, nobody's been zero and seventeen yet. We just saw two zero and sixteen. Yeah, I believe this is only year three of seventeen. Of 17. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, no, it's year three. But that's what I'm saying. It's 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 hard. Like the Bears were going to eventually win, and I probably would not have been upset if it would have been a tighter game. Like, hey, you know, if they win by like a field goal. Yes, it would be embarrassing, but like, yo, it's a professional football team, whatever. But to just get flat out just embarrassed, dog walked, and you on national TV. And I think it comes down to you just never want to be that team. You don't want to be that team. My Chargers were that team once. The Lions definitely went one in fifteen in the last game of the season. Beat Chargers because we all know Chargers gonna charge. Lions did that to us too. They had there was like a. Similar to the Bears, actually. So the Bears came in to this game. They hadn't won. They hadn't won a football game in 365 days before beating Washington. That happened back in 2009, where the Lions, the year after going 0 and 16, 
the following year they started out 0-4 and, and they were playing Washington and got that first dub on Washington. First win in 365 days. Exact same scenario. Just different building, different team. Just and it's be. like, bro, Ron, everybody got to go. Del Rio, Ron Rivera, you know, the enemy is at some, at, I mean, they're, the ship is going down with them. It's unfortunate, you know, but it's like, bro, this would be one thing, like Rivera, the, the excuses are getting tired now, like for Ron Rivera. Like he's a good person. This is nothing against him as a person, but as a football coach, like, come on, bro. Your time, like, time here is up. This is year four. This is not year one. You're not some first-year head coach in some weird situation. Like, this is year four with the same stupid stuff happening. Like, what are we doing? And then you give it the same excuses like, yo, this is not an overnight rebuild. This is not going to happen. Fans got to be patient. Bro, 24 years. We've been more than patient. In four years, you got to see some kind of progress. Some kind of progress. You've been the exact same team for four years. Like, the exact same team. You literally will go 7, 8, and 1 every year. Like, bro. On the other hand, I'll actually give you something positive to talk about. Because the NBA preseason has started, basketball season is, is almost upon us, and right. the biggest news in basketball, unfortunately, has Captain Scully's favorite team involved. As many of you know, Damian Lillard is now a member of the Milwaukee Bucks, meaning he has come out east, east. and he's not in Miami. Pat Riley, you got some fucking explaining to do, but Scully Miller got explaining to do with that outfit. Also true. Because tonight will be the night that I will fight for you. I mean, we all know Jimmy is a troll. No, I know. I, I love it. It's hilarious. It's just, I, it's just funny. You just gotta love Jimmy. But yeah, gotta love Jim. Scully, how do you think this affects your your Bucks chances in the East? Well. I'm gonna tell you, the Bucks were the number one team in the NBA a year ago before Dame got there. They had the number one record, and obviously it didn't matter because you know Jimmy and Miami was, you know, Jimmy and Miami, so they, they did what they did. But like I said, I mean, number one team in the NBA last year. Giannis probably should have won MVP last year, but they gave it to Joel because he was crying too much, <laughs> and they were like, "Here, fuck it, damn!" Like he just had to give it to him. Asking for something, right? You always asking for shit. Don't ask me for it again. So, yeah, but I think that this is this is big. This is big time. Like, I think I, – I thought we were going to win a title this year anyway. Like, bias aside, I really thought Giannis was going to be on a revenge tour this year anyway, and that was before they got Dane. Now, with bringing everybody back – except the, now it sucks for me because, bro, Drew was one of my favorite players on that team. Like, I, I got love for Drew. They don't win a championship without Drew Holiday. So it sucked to see Drew go, but like to get a generational superstar talent to replace him with, I mean, you you can't ask for much more. Like, you know, that's a hell of a replacement. And also, the only thing that I wonder is what happens now with Chris Middleton? Because I'm like, he is going to have to adjust. Like he becomes, because he's used to being Robin to Batman for years. Now you got to become that girl, essentially. Yeah. Like the third person, which uh, I mean, it's crazy to call him that girl. But like that team is really deep. If that, if they, it, it may take a minute for them to jail early on. I don't know. Or, or maybe they just fit seamlessly. I don't know. But Giannis and, 
and and Dame fit perfectly. It's not like you're getting two. It's not like putting KD and Steph together because it's two alternate opposing play styles that I I feel like yeah it may take a minute for them to figure it out, but because of the the way they play, I think it's gonna fit pretty well once they can figure it out. So I will say this. This makes them the most talented team in the East by pr- pretty much by far. I don't think Boston adding Drew Holiday, I think it helps. But for one, they lost all of their depth in Boston. They they have no bench. Giving up, giving up. Um, they have no inside presence. They have no defense. Uh, Porzingis has already proven and showed I'm not playing center. I'm not being big. I don't want to be big. So I, I don't see how that worked out in their favor. Um, yeah, Celtics are going to be weird to me because I'm like, they're they're trading all their defense for offense. Like, they gave up their entire Giannis defense. Exactly. And now their Giannis defense is going to be Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Well, no, no, no. Here's well, them too, but I'm like, bro, you got old ass Al Horford who he's cool when he's got help, but he's 38 years old. You're asking a lot of you're asking a lot from Al Horford, right? You want him to shoot threes from the corner and also defend Giannis and Joel Embiid as the oh. primary defender now because Rob Williams is gone and Marcus Smart is gone. So I I don't know what to tell you, um, Philly. We don't need to talk about Philly as long as James Harden is there. They they're not going to do what much. They they ain't doing much without him. So. Exactly. <laughs> he, he does the thing. Philly is so it's so unfortunate because it's like. If they lose him, it's going to be catastrophic. If they keep him, it's going to be catastrophic. There is no winning in this. And the Heat in this associate in this equation, since they're the top four teams in the East, the Heat didn't do anything to get better this offseason. They actually got worse. But because they're the Miami Heat and because Jimmy Butler is on that team, they are unpredictable. I was about to say, for some reason, I'm still like, y'all better not sleep. We, there's no reason to sleep on the Heat because they've shown time and time again they can't be tra- they they are capable of basically anything. But this isn't about the Heat or about the East in general. This isn't even about Dane going to Milwaukee because you know what? Of all the moves made in the NBA this this year, none of them are better than Denver. Well, Milwaukee might be, but other than other than them, I don't think Milwaukee is better than Denver simply because Chris Middleton looked a little old last offseason. I mean, yeah. last year in the playoffs, he looked a little old. I don't know if it's injuries or what, but he didn't look great. Yeah, um, no, he was he was he was coming off of an injury two years ago, and then was beat up all last year. But he did still look old. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna act like he didn't look old. And we'll, but we'll see what happens now that he's the third wheel. And that might, that might that might with some wear and tear, but we're forgetting this thing about Denver. There's not a soul on this planet who can who can guard Jokic. Not not a damn soul. Um, and even if he can, he'll just kick it out to Jamal Murray. And... Jamal Murray is <laughs> waiting to happen on any any given day. And look, Dame is great, but Dame doesn't doesn't even slow down Jamal Murray. He doesn't even get in the way. And then let's not forget, they got 
two other seven footers. Oh yeah, Aaron Gordon and and Aaron, uh, and Michael Porter. Yes, we get Michael Porter will shoot them out of some games. Never seen a shot he didn't like. I was about to say Michael never passed the ball, Porter. <laughs> now now oh, we shoot Porter. this bitch. But somehow Jokic makes it all work. I'm just saying there's not too many teams that can match up with three seven-footers plus Jamal Murray. Hey, I don't see any team got getting better than Denver. So, yeah, the Bucks are the most talented team in the East. And on paper, they should make it out. You will run into Denver. And I, I simply don't see anybody beating them. And Jokic is one thing I'll say. The funniest thing. What? Denver, the other thing that makes them so dangerous is that Nikola Jokic is the most dominant basketball player on the planet. Him and Giannis both actually are 1A and 1B. But Nikola Jokic right now is the most dominant basketball player on the planet. And that man could not give less of a damn about his job. That's what I mean. He walks into work every day. He has to come back to the States. He angry and he'll drop 40 on your head and just be like, oh, what the fuck, man? Jokic will drop 40 and be like, can I go hang out with my horses now? Right. He won finals MVP and said, good, let's go home now. He, they had to. Think of what? Think of what? Championship parade. They flew his MVP trophy to Serbia while he was on his horse farm. He didn't even do a speech. Because he does not give a fuck about this basketball. It pays his bills, and he's really good at it. Ah, man, I love it. It's so funny. He's just like a lot of us. You just show up to work, do what you got to do, and keep it. Quiet quitting. That's what they call that now. There is not not an athlete in the history of athletes who treats their job like a normal 9 to 5 more than Nikolai Jokic. I mean, Kyrie Irving is the only other person, but he doesn't win as much. He's not no. Kyrie cares and loves basketball. He just will take his PTO when he wants to take his PTO. Right. And uh, considering uh, the recent social media posting by Dallas, I'm surprised he hasn't taken some PTO recently. <laughs> Season hasn't started yet. Free, free Palestine, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That's all we have to say is give it time. Kyrie, as we've learned from the past few years, Kyrie Irving will be Kyrie Irving. He will put his PTO in. But for the rest of the NBA, I, I think that's truly it. Like, the Lakers made some moves that make them okay. Um, Rui Hachimori staying there is was a good thing. They signed Gabe Vincent, which I think was a boost for their depth. Um, Austin Reeves got brought back. Austin Reeves is back, and he's playing overseas. Gave him some added to his game, which they'll be they'll be good. But again, let me tell you, California hasn't been that happy to have AR-15 since the Black Panther Party marched on the Capitol. I was waiting on that one. <laughs> so he got that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, Anthony Edwards is going out of Minnesota pretty soon here. Anthony Edwards is going to have a blockbuster deal to get out of Minnesota. And you yep. know what? I'm not saying he wouldn't fit in in Miami. Oh, he absolutely would. You know that that him and Jimmy Butler are Michael Jordan's two bastard children. See, so I, I think Jimmy, I think that would be like Jimmy's exit. You know, his exit interview be like, "Hey, so what do you think you brought to this company while you were here?" He's just gonna be like, 
him. Right. Got that guy. Also, uh, shout out to the the Knicks. This is funny to me because the Knicks had a really quietly good offseason. And because of how deep the top of the East is between Boston and Milwaukee, nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> no, nobody gives a fuck because it, they were more talented than Miami last year and they lost. And they lost. But but that's the point. That's what I'm saying. They added some really – like Dante DiVincenzo was a great addition. They added uh, – it was somebody else they added, and they finally got rid of uh, some other people. And it's like any other year, if this were like the 90s, for example, or if this were maybe even five years earlier, the Knicks actually might make some noise. But Boston and Milwaukee clearly run the East, and and Miami clearly run the East. So it's like – I think we've all – I think we've all discovered that if you're going to depend on Julius Randle when, when it's all said and done, he's not going to get the job done. No. He, he's just not. And as much as we love Jalen Brunson, who is a baller, Jalen Brunson on, at the end of the day is too small. At the end of the day, he's too small. He's, like, he's the rough and tough guy, but you need you need somebody next to him. And the Knicks, the Knicks are missing, they're one, missing. I feel like they're one piece away. They're, they're like a, a Giannis or an Embiid away. From being a team that you or a Donovan Mitchell, if they could have gotten him, a team that you at least could have paid attention to. And that's the thing about the Knicks. They're missing the guy. They got a bunch of this is a this is a guy, but they're missing the The guy. guy. And you know, anyone who's watched NBA basketball long enough knows the difference between a guy and the guy. Oh, one one more NBA note that we, we hadn't even talked about this. The Golden State is cooked. The Warriors are cooked. They are cooked, sautéed, uh, turned over a slider. No, it, it it's over. Jordan, uh, it the Jordan pool has evaporated. It is gone. Yeah, that 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 part is not even. It's just, even if he was there. Like it, my thing is, who this little ass lineup they have here? Um, who is Chris Paul guarding? I forgot all about Chris Paul. Why was Chris Paul there? What is Chris Paul doing? Chris Paul there, and it's funny because Draymond has not kept his mouth shut yet since he's got there. But, oh, hey, you know, fuck this guy. We don't like this guy, but we're going to get used to him being here. But we don't like him. You know, it's still taking me a minute to get around. Like, all right, good to know that you're going to have to, you know. What does Chris Paul make them better at? I don't understand that move. Like, what? What like and, and it's no disrespect to Chris Paul, but like that is one of the worst fits for him. Like he he was a better fit in Phoenix. Like Phoenix literally hit the panic button and blew up a fine NBA Finals team. Just got rid of everybody except Devin Booker, and that is crazy to me. That is crazy to me to think about. But Chris Paul, this couldn't have been a worse fit because there's no size at all in Golden State. None. They're just going to rely on out shooting everybody, which they can do, but. What happens when them shots ain't going down? When, when you got to play Denver and L.A. in the postseason with those monsters up front and LeBron and A.D. and Jamal Murray and Jokic, what are you going to do? You can't outshoot them. Well, you might be yeah. able to for like one or two games, but like – Not for a whole seven-game series. Yeah, like you, you can do that against Sacramento. No disrespect to them, but they're still young. You can do that against – you can do that against like – You might be able Minnesota. to do that against Memphis. Memphis, you can do it against Memphis just because they're hot headed, but Denver and 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 even Phoenix, you know, like you got KD Booker 
And now Bradley Bill, who, you know, I don't know at least see what he does, but okay. You know, it's a glorified AAU team, but like they, they can shoot. Do they have enough people to build a roster? Because I think they called me last week. Yeah, no, they, they traded the last uh they traded eight in a way. They actually got a little bit of depth now. But it still isn't it still is like I said, it's glorified AAU team. It's definitely a glorified Which AAU. most of KD super teams are. Look like Brad, the ones that he's built. Look, I of many of the many stars I can feel sympathy for who are put in a bad situation. <laughs> Bradley Beal's not one of them. You called the situation. You literally could have walked away. Twice. You took the money. You could have just walked away. You took the money and ran. You beat the case. Got to beat the race. I I just don't want to hear it from Bradley Beal. I don't. But it's it's shaping up to be a very interesting NBA season. And honestly, the truth is, who wants to lose the finals? Who? Cap Scully has other things to say about that. But you know what? His Bucks can fuck around and get beat by the Heat again. I don't think it's very likely, but I think no. I think, like I said, even let's let's pretend that they never got Dame in the first place. I feel like Milwaukee was going to be on a revenge tour this year. Like Giannis has been talking different. He's been acting different. Well, not entirely, but like he's some of the stuff he's been saying recently. Like, dude, just I he's been working out with Hakeem, uh, Lajuan in the offseason. I'm just like, bro, dude. He said, I'm tired of the disrespect. I'm coming. I ain't never heard him talk like that. He always rather be talking about how he never had Oreos before. You know, which he still was doing that too. So I'm like, bro. Like, Giannis, get off of her. Right. He's got a third daughter. He got a third child now. Like, Giannis, get off of her. Get off of her. (laughs) You know, putting that name to use and shit. But like, yeah, I thought the Bucks were going to be on a revenge tour anyway. But it's really personal now. Hey, look, I will say this about the Bucks: The last time they got embarrassed by the Heat in, in a playoff series, they came back the next year and wasn't playing no games with them. Wasn't they, playing a single game. So, <laughs> hey, we will see. We will see. And even if it's not the Heat, somebody finna get it. Whether it's oh, oh. Orlando, New York, somebody finna get it. Somebody's. I hope it's not the Heat. I, I truly hope something. I don't think it'll be the Heat. Actually, no. I legit think. I think Orlando could sneak into the the playoffs and be like an AC this year. Hey, you never know because the East is a beast. But is a, is, yeah, we do have something else to talk about for the show. It is homecoming season. Pretty much, no matter where you go to school, October is just that time. Um, there were some unfortunate events happening at certain schools for homecoming, but we have to talk about. Captain Scully, if you could start a homecoming tradition, what would it be? Um, not shooting niggas. Let's let's start right there. You know, like stop shooting. Put the let's actually like fight the old fashioned way. You know, like let's settle it out in a good old fashioned joust. All right, like let's let's go running with two knights on one side of the. No, I'm playing. All right, all right. Anyway. Okay, no, for all seriousness, though. No, if I could start a real, if I could start a homecoming tradition, I would start with. Hmm, I'm trying to think. What what would I do? I would say. So you pull up like in the NBA, like the way they pull up in the tunnel. Mm-hmm. You pull up in your outfit to homecoming that way, where you just pull up in the tunnel and like you know you get the the the. 
camera following you as you walk in with your outfits? Yeah, a homecoming outfit cam, you know. We get to we get to report live. You're like, oh, he broke out the Yeezys this season. Now, does he know that the homecoming events will be outdoors in a field? So that will mess up his shoes. Will he care? Right. Like, he'll show you because home, let's say festivities usually start around one because that's what time the game starts. So, yeah, you see them walking in at like 11 and 12, walking in <laughs> to, the, to, the, to the facility with like their outfits on. NBA on TV, TNT music in the background. That would you know, absolutely do that. You know, homecoming is a time people love to show off they fit, especially in their guns. Sorry, and, sorry. And especially if you go to an HBCU where you know it's, every every week is Fashion Week. Every week, well, actually, no. It's contrary to popular belief, there are one or two days a week where people just kind of bum it out, but that's usually late in the fall. The that's like late in the, in the two days a week in like November when the school year is kind of set in. But like September and October, it's Fashion City every day. Every Around week. November, people start to like just not care what they wear to school anymore. Well, around November, depending on where HBC is, HBCU is located, it's too damn cold. Right. Actually, yeah, I, I would say for November and December, because of holiday break, those are kind of like the down periods. But like September, October, January, when everybody comes back from winter break, and February, March, that's kind of like where, oh, yeah, the outfits be on point. The fact that there is outfit season says enough about the HBCU life. But if I could start, no, we have allergy difficulties for a second. If I could start my HBCU tradition, you know, Old heads have beef. The current students have beef. The frats and the sororities will always have some kind of beef. Let's let's get an annual boxing ring. You know, we can get a fight card ready, and and we have you know twenty minutes for callouts. It ain't it ain't enough. It ain't a whole lot. You know, we ain't going twelve rounds. Like, look, everybody gets two thirty second rounds. If you sign up. You get two 30-second rounds. You get to settle your beef. AKAs, Deltas, you you know, SG Rose, whatever. Uh, Cubes, Caps, Sigma, whatever your, whatever your click is, rep your set. And you know what? The frats and the sororities have to have at least two fighters every year. That is y'all job. Yeah, that that's what I say. The joust. That's where the joust comes in. You know? The old fashioned or old fashioned uh what's the gentleman from the Westerns? Oh, uh, a draw? Pacing. We we walk in ten paces. Oh oh yeah, you know, we, we're dueling, you know, we're taking that a Hamilton, we're like, hey, ten paces, right. fire. That, that's the problem. Niggas just firing, they ain't walking ten paces no more. <laughs> See, here's the thing, we can do that too, but what <laughs> but water guns. Right. Or paint gun, paintball. Uh, paintball paintball's hurt. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about hey, that. Hey, if you if you try if you if you buy that action, then it's like if, no, I'm talking about if if niggas really uh 
<laughs> try and spray this bitch out. Hey, get paintball guns instead of you know what? If you bat it, you bat. If you it. see your if you see your ops on campus, let's use paintball guns instead of real ones. Because you you out here shooting everything but your your ops. That's what I noticed too. Y'all niggas are terrible aim. Horrible. Y'all shoot everybody but the ops, bro. How you injure four people and none of them are the people you was actually trying to shoot? Your op is aim. <laughs> your opposition is accuracy. <laughs> That's who your opposition is. Damn. But then, with that being said, happy homecoming season, everybody. If you did not have your homecoming yet, I hope you have a good one. And if yours was rudely interrupted by dumbass Negroes, I apologize. Right. You know, y'all know the good old formula. Nigga moment plus nigga synthesis equals <laughs> disaster. Good old nigga math right there. That is nigga math for your ass. Nig nigometry. Damn, I don't have a, I don't have a good one like that. Nigometry is pretty good. Oh, but to end the show, we will have a quick round of pet peeves. Of will they make sense? I don't care. They don't have to. They don't have to. It's my show. I do what I want. Captain Scully, do you have a pet peeve? Yeah, my pet peeve is actually um, if my thing is like like this, right? Daylight savings time, bro. Why it be so dark? Like, it's how much daylight are you trying to save? Like, goodness. Bro, we get know, it. You know what's the it's worst? It's black outside. It wasn't even you this know, dark in the summertime. You know what's the worst shit about this daylight savings thing? You remember, like, two years ago, they vote, they uh said they had a bill yeah, to like, it. It. You know they haven't voted on that yet? Oh, I thought they did. I thought it was official already. I thought it ends this year. It's like it's literally a bill. It's in the house. It has yet to be voted on. No, that wouldn't be. That's not surprising to me. This is the House of Representatives we're talking about. This is U.S. Congress we're talking about. Don't nothing. The opposite of Progress is Congress. This is you. This is, this is the United States government. You already know. Right. No, no, nothing good is going to happen. Ain't everything. Everything is partisan. Everything. But you know what my pet peeve is. And it, it might it might ruffle your feathers or I don't care whose feathers it ruffles. If you watch TV with subtitles in a language that you understand, I hate you. I hate you. You you supposed to watch them in Spanish or if the audio is already in a language that you understand, you uh, don't need subtitles. I watch anime in a language I don't understand. I need the subtitles because how else am I gonna know? But you're watching TV in English. With English subtitles, you don't need to read to watch. Half of y'all ain't trained to even watch and read at the same time because I've seen <laughs> reading levels. Two, you don't get to watch the show. You're too busy reading. And three, it takes the effect of certain things that they're going to say away. Everything that's dramatic ain't as dramatic because I know what they're going to say first. Everything that's funny ain't that funny because I can read the joke. Who wants to read jokes? If I was going to read a joke, I would read a book. Yeah, no, it's, it's the other things. It, it slows you down. It takes away because you're zoomed in on the subtitles. You're not even looking at what's going on anymore. And it's like that. Now, my thing on the other side is that sometimes like, you know, like, for example, my, my dad's basement has a loud ass like uh, air vent. 
that just turns on randomly and just drowns out all the noise. And it's like, bro, it's just about getting good. Like, he'll be in the middle of a line and then just loud ass air vent. You can't hear shit anymore. And it's like, bro, turn that bitch up. Turn it up. Right. That, that, that's all you gotta do. Turn it up. All of you who watch things with subtitles, get your shit together. But that's it. That's all we have for this for this uh rendition of the one and only D1 Ignite University podcast. Captain Scully, you have any thoughts to tell the people? Um, free Palestine, first of all. Uh secondly, um again, shout out to Jazz. And I don't know why. She's just she's just really cute. Um, but yeah, you don't know. No, I said it. She, I don't know if she watches the show or not, but like she'll she'll see this. Um, she'll figure it out. She'll figure it out. Yeah, you know. I'm scared. I don't think about this one. But ladies and gentlemen, we like to thank you for tuning in and listening to the one and only D1 Ignite University podcast. We look forward to coming to you semi live whenever the hell I feel like it, because I can do that. So, like I love to say at the end of every episode, keep learning, keep living, keep loving, and we out. <laughs>